0: SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide.
1: Quarter past nine, and as you know, at this time we like to be chatting to Andre Flock. He's a conflict management specialist, and we're talking to uh, issues around conflict resolution. We've been doing it for the last couple of uh, months, just trying to get to a sense of what do we mean when we find common ground on issues where we may feel that we are completely polarized, and how do we resolve those kinds of issues as well? Andre, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Good morning, Michelle.
1: Andre, very briefly, I do have to ask you, you have a pig, a pet pig, which um, on that
0: one that adopted us he just arrived here and refused to leave, so and, and in that sense, I have a pig it's more he, he has us than yeah
1: so so he walks with your dogs every morning, and I want to know does he um do you feel like he's a very sentient being that he is um con- conversing with you on a higher level, if one might say
0: oh, very much, um, you just need to spend five minutes with. With, with an animal at that level um, to see the, the, the love, the intelligence the playfulness, the, the loyalty um, it would certainly change your your thoughts on some of your dietary habits if you do um, but yeah. it's sentient definitely, absolutely no, no doubt
1: so do you think that birds fly for fun then?
0: I think they do, why not? Fun is, fun is part of living your best life, and I'm sure that <laughs> they do that
1: So let's uh, talk about living a better life. And uh, I see that Neil has tweeted to say there's no such thing as freedom without consequence. And I think that that's a perfect way to go into the uh, narrative that we're going into now, which is around the issue that has come up. You've been uh, talking about it quite a bit this week, not just on Twitter, but uh, in various different media spaces around the issue of mandatory vaccinations at work. We heard earlier it was spoken about with regards to um, teachers in schools and it talks to other areas as well. And it does challenge the question of rights and freedoms, the right of the individual versus the rights and freedom of the community. How does one find (laughs) a resolution for something like this? Is this a space where there is some form of resolution?
0: We we are making a little bit too much, obviously, the, the... the questions, the consequences are enormous, um, but we're a bit naughty in, in our debate. Um, we, we, and I think this comes from a certain sector um, of, of the debate, it, it, it's conveyed as if the limitation of our rights, our personal individual rights, is a rarity and that this is an exception. Yeah. It's not. It, it's not if we think about it.
1: Wait, expi- pers- so explain that to us. When you say uh, that the limitation of our right is is an exception, what do we mean by that?
0: There's certain things that I can say right now on the radio. There's mm. certain things I can't. There will be consequences if if, if I say certain things on this radio. Mm. My my perceived right to say exactly what I want to mm. is is limited by your sensitivities by your. By your rights,
1: not just mine. By, but by your listeners. our listeners,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> and none of us complain about that. We accept it. We, we 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 understand that it's reasonable to limit our personal rights in certain respects. It's not just about me. It's not just about individual rights. No society can function like that.
1: So, if I am, for example, if this were a religious issue with me, yeah. then then how do I take this forward?
0: There's so many good reasons, and, 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 and you, you raised something which I'm disappointed to see the, the level at, at which we are doing this debate, some of us. Um, mm. I, I think that regardless of, of how strongly any side or any of the many sides may feel about how settled the science may be, um, how, how clear the issue is, I think the way that we we are having this debate is is harmful at this stage your religious views your your fears your concerns um you know it it's it's being made out to be born out of stupidity or malice of course there are um the stirrers and and, and the dividers among us mm. but Certainly in my experience of of dealing with people, and and I've been doing a lot of this the last two months on on factory floors and in workplaces, certainly my experience is that most people bringing concerns about vaccination do so from from a genuine place of concern. Um, And they they certainly don't deserve to be be ridiculed and and sneered at
1: so, so that does raise, and this is why um, I, I chatted to Indosh about it off-air, and we were just saying um, we know that there's a lot of coverage on this. Is this a weekend feature, But I mean a weekend conversation? But I suppose what, what interests me in this as, as a weekend conversation is that, as you say, people are addressing this issue of vaccination from many a place of, of fear. Um, obviously, those who believe that they are scientists, I would disagree with that, but that's a different conversation. So how do we find the space where we all are able to converse about it? And Maybe you could give us some examples. I mean, I love the idea that you say, you know, these are conversations that you're having on factory floors. These are conversations that you're having in all sorts of spaces where people are able to say, I don't feel comfortable, but I don't know how to take this forward.
0: The specifically focusing on on, on the workplace, Michelle, we we find that already there are, and and every week brings a little bit more clarity to the picture we've already had in June, early June, we've had the Department of Labor coming out with guidelines. Now, I don't think that they were very well done, and and they create some of the the problems that they designed to, to resolve, but certainly we're in a better space now than we were, say, two months ago. There are guidelines, consulting, um, your, your responsible employer, your wise employer, and, and ev- even focusing on, on your bottom line, um, can there are methods of, of, of consulting with people, educating people, that is your employees specifically. Um, it, it doesn't have to be this take it or leave it type of approach. It, it, it's counterproductive, it's, it's bad for business or just bad conflict management as well, so there's a variety of ways and 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 the good news is i've seen in the last two months where um on on individual factory floors and, and, and work spaces where yeah. there's there's an initial hostility born from from out of fear and and concern, but once you start approaching people in the right way and 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 speaking to them as equals um and, and, and in a respectful manner, I can't give you a list of more of, or than two or three places, countrywide, where, where where this problem remains after such a process. People, once they're educated, once they once they understand what's at stake,
1: yeah,
0: um, it, it, it's resolved, and, and and the workplace gets on to to the benefit of all.
1: So you talk about what's at stake. Let's try and tease that out. What 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 is at stake? So I I may be someone who says, listen, I a I can't maybe I can't get vaccinated for medical reasons. I know someone who has that issue, um, or maybe I am not prepared to get vaccinated because, as I say, because of religious reasons. Um, maybe I'm terrified to get vaccinated because I've heard certain stories. Now, now I come and I say. I'm not going to get vaccinated and I need to come to work and I need to be paid. So then, as you say, there are issues at stake. And and you mentioned it. You mentioned like the individual versus the community, right, et cetera. But how does one then raise those issues in a way that I'm not going to go, you know what, I'm just being I'm not being heard?
0: I think we maybe without planning it that way, we, we, we bring a lot of conflict to, to the debate in the words that we use. We yeah. uh, listen listening to people. Uh, I sometimes can see the images in their head where, where they believe that we're talking about when we talk about mandatory vaccinations, we're talking about um, men in black vans coming to your workplace and strapping you down that, you know, a really 1984 type of situations. We will never have that. When we talk about mandatory vaccinations, we should maybe change the language from mandatory vaccinations to the consequences of not being vaccinated. I think that's a much, much healthier debate. What happens if I choose not to be vaccinated? And once we understand that, I think um, we're looking at a two phase approach where there should be education uh, at the workplace, um, and, and and not just a quick thirty minutes on a Monday morning, a, a proper communication, real, r- really a, a meeting of the minds, or an attempt to to, to get there. And then, if, if and, and I've seen it in the last two months, once if that's done properly, you lose ninety plus percent of 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 the hesitancy. Um, yeah. You know- and, and then the second phase should really be, and, and, and again, um, we, we're starting to implement it in, in real life. It's, it's not theory anymore. Where there's so many, your, your examples are good ones. The, the religious objector, the the person with with, with medical problems, um, there can be exceptions for that. Any good rule is is made exactly that because of of of, of wise exceptions. Um, you know,
1: Andre, what you've, you raise is something that we've just been talking about in, in our group and in various different spaces where I work, and it's this idea of how we really think about leadership and values of an organization. Because this is what you say, when you talk about change management, and we're definitely in change management now. I mean, if ever there was time where things were changing, as you say, so fast that it's difficult to even sometimes follow through, but it's like, if you look at change management, then you need to have leadership. And I'm not just talking about the boss or whatever. I'm talking about leadership on all spheres. And, and, and belief in really good values. And we need to really believe in those val- values. Um, and live them. And live them. So you go into the, um, into the workspace all the time in your work. And I'm wondering where do you see and how, not where, how do you see those leadership values lived by diverse people in the actual organization?
0: I'd like to see more of it, Michelle. Certainly. Yeah. Um, we, we, we are, unfortunately, and th- this goes not just for management side, but, but unions and employees as well. We, we're we still stuck in the eighties to a large extent. Yeah. That, that, that approach to answer your question, you know, that management style of omnibus. This is the way we'll do it. Um, maybe we'll throw in a 10 minute rubber stamp, uh, consultative meeting, but this is the way, and, and I pay you, uh you know we don't have time and money for for all this fancy stuff, so um old school eighties leadership we we are still stuck there and, and it shows and and you know it's it's once you compare the people who um the leaders who really start using the modern tools um and, and it, as you said earlier in the series, it's not about morals and ethics um if you want to as a leader in that workspace you you can prove these these things with with your bottom line um to, to, to make it relevant to our current discussion, uh, uh, a workplace leader that consults, yeah. that educates on COVID vaccinations will certainly have a better workspace with all its benefits of productivity, of profit than the one who insists on, 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 on the old-school approach. You will or you won't um, to enforce this. Because you, you're certainly creating psychical conflict right there. If, if on Monday morning you come out and you say, this is the policy, take it or leave it, um, you know, it, it, it it's going to create problems down, down the line.
1: So it's worth it to have even an individual conversation with someone who says, no, this is not what I'm going to do, but rather to maybe sit down with them and say, let's talk about this.
0: I've sat down. You know, part of what we've been doing the last two months is, is to train uh, management teams to do this themselves, to do it in-house. And even in my own experience, sitting with people over the last two months, I've learned so much from people. Um, simple people telling me where the fear comes from and, and where the concern comes from, and how easy it is to to resolve that once you know, once you once you start listening to people, and once you prepare to you know, to to treat that problem with respect and not not as another workplace problem to to be to be steamrolled over.
1: Mm. Because ultimately it's we you know, I could say it's my freedom not to be vaccinated, but you could say well it's my freedom to to be in a safe space. And if we both clash of freedoms, yeah. Yeah, it's a total clash of freedoms. It certainly uh, raises interesting questions on the way forward. Andre Flock, as always, uh, challenging us to think differently and to use different languages as we move forward in this very difficult time, but also fascinating time because it is teaching us new skills and new ways of addressing things so much. I um, I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Andre Flock, and he'll be back with us next week. A fascinating conversation for sure. You know, um, someone just tweeted us, as I mentioned, um, to say, as I mentioned earlier, to say, listen to the sound clip of birds laughing and having fun as they fly over. And we thought, you know, now would be a good time for us to do just 30 seconds of slow radio.